Hey, what's up, nerdies? English Dave here with my co-host Raven. What's up, Raven? You tried to call me a ho-host. A ho? No, actually, I try <laughs> to call you. I try to call you co-host Carlos because I'm so used to recording with Carlos because that's his name. Co-host wow, Carlos. the betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> the deceit. Deceit. Hey, I mean, I have to pick the fan, and you are, along with myself, the resident Watchmen fan of the nerdy bunch. True. Watchmen was actually like my gateway drug into comics. Yeah, and that's a that's a hell of a drug <laughs> to get oh, into yeah. comics with. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Uh, and and we are here as we've been speaking, as you can allude from what we've been saying, to do a review of the new series Watchmen, which serves as a sequel series to the original comic book, not the movie as most of you might have seen, but the comic book that some of you might have read. Um, it's a new show on HBO. HBO has uh, taken the blue pill, or I should say, drank the Kool Aid and is jumping on, also jumping on the comic book game. Anyway, um, Raven and I decided to start reviewing this. I haven't decided yet. We haven't discussed Raven if we're going to review every single episode, just the pilot, or like the full season at the end. I don't know. We'll decide by the end of this review. I feel. Um, yeah. This was brought to us by creator De- Damon Lindelof, who's done a whole bunch of movies. But for television, he's mostly famous for working on shows like Lost and most recently um, The Leftovers, which people say is a very, very good show. Let's let's get into this. This is the first episode. I felt like it was quite the doozy. Raven, let's do actually let's do a, a, a baseline. Like I mentioned at the top, you and I are fans of the Watchmen narrative, most specifically the comics. Coming into this show, what were your preconceived notions? What were you expecting? Did you even want a Watchmen show? You know, what, what What were your thoughts? I didn't necessarily feel like I needed anything more from The Watchmen. It is one of my favorite comic books. As I said before, it's one of the comic books that got me into comic books. It was my gateway drug into a lot. And um, going into it, honestly, I was just really happy that HBO was picking it up. That was kind of my reassurance. Only just because Watchmen is definitely an R-rated comic you know it's a very dark graphic novel and in the wrong hands the message might be misconstrued so uh knowing that it was going to be hbo that was going to be the studio behind it um seeing some of the actors behind it you know seeing regina king i got really excited about it or not even excited you know i just was more so just went into it with an open mind kind of just thinking no matter how it ends up you know i'll check out the first couple of episodes and i'm hoping for the best but so far i'm intrigued yeah no I, I was the same um i'm someone who really loved the comic book enjoyed the movie but over time the movie's kind of fallen out of favor for me and but i still was interested i thought it was I, so awesome the first time i saw the movie <laughs> right right i watch it now and i'm like this is so corny <laughs> <laughs> I mean, visually, it's it's it does some good stuff. Zach Snyder is good with his visuals. Visually, it's still amazing. It's just like certain things, like the costumes and stuff. Like I thought they were so cool back then. Fun now fact: like, hmm. uh, Zach Snyder was actually approached to do this series before Damon Lindelof took the reins of, of doing, it, which I'm so very very glad happy that didn't happen. Wow, very very happy. <laughs> yes, um, I'm but, very thankful for that. Um, I'm also of the camp uh, that I wasn't sure if we needed another Watchmen. Uh, continuation of the story but knowing that this series takes place a lot further down the line in terms of timeline and it's set at a different location 
I felt okay if it's far removed from the original story. It's in the same world, but it it doesn't seem to be connected. I mean, there are some connections that we will discuss in this episode, but it's a different place, a different town. The narrative is almost slightly different. It's probably we have the ramifications of the previous events, but it's not a continuation of that story per se. It seems, at least for now. Um, mm-hmm. Also, we shall see where it goes. Ultimately, uh, before we go into the breakdown of the episode, what did you think of the first episode? What are your thoughts? Um, I felt like a lot of the imagery was really powerful. I think that's kind of what sat with me the most was a lot of the imagery scene. Just you know, first the opening sequence where we're you know instantly taken in 1921 Tulsa, Oklahoma, which a lot of people don't know about you know there's a lot of people that don't know about black wall street that don't know about what happened the massacre in tulsa um so i felt like starting your pilot episode of a show with that was was really um was really ballsy and i respect it though you know a lot of people don't know about it like i said i didn't even know about it until i was 20 and i went to school out here and they do not teach you about that so i love the opening sequence and then there were certain just there were certain uh moments where i felt like the imagery was really powerful overall though for you know first episode it's pretty gloomy <laughs> but <laughs> that is the same in the comics like pretty much the whole comic book is gloomy so you know i didn't really expect any crazy uh happy moments in this but little moments were nice i did like getting to see the um what's his name the sheriff the chief uh judd, judd. yeah judd. i loved i loved seeing judd's sensitive side because that actor every time i see him he's some corrupt cop or really tough warden or deputy warden you know so um Seeing his kind of gentle side, listening to him sing was nice. Too bad it didn't last because <laughs> he died shortly after. But uh, yeah, you know, for the first episode, I felt like it was a, a ballsy choice in starting this way. Mm. Oh, by the way, this is a spoiler, full of spoiler episode. So if you haven't seen, I mean, podcasts, if you haven't seen the episode, you shouldn't be listening to this, by the way. Uh, just put that out there. It should be yeah, expected, right? but I'm putting that out there for those people who <laughs> presume. That actor is Don Johnson, and he was made famous by, um, what's it called, Miami Vice, back in the day. Um, wow. Yeah, he was the lead. Uh, I really like <laughs> You know what's I, bad? The last thing I saw him in was Django, and he's the one yes, who's like, my wife stayed up making 50 bags <laughs> <laughs> in like the KKK scene, but he was a leader of the KKK yeah. in the last movie I've seen him in, so... Yeah. It was kind of nice getting the opposite of that mm-hmm. in this. That just goes to uh, show great acting, you know. Or, or is it the opposite, though? We'll get back it to that It is pretty much the same. It's still right. <laughs> um, cool. I, I, I enjoyed this episode. It wasn't, for me, a strong pilot, to say. If it was a show based around something, an IP that I had no idea about, it wasn't watching it or something else, I might have been a bit more apprehensive. I think I'm sticking on because Damon Lindelof, I know the kind of person where he's the writer that he's setting up a lot. And so I'm like, okay, I'm intrigued. Where are we going with this? You know, the episode, like I said, where it starts, the imagery, you know, based on a comic book, you have to get the imagery right. And so I think they did a good job of that. And in fact, they put a lot of focus on imagery. There's a lot of, you know, the comic books have a lot of 
motifs of clocks throughout and this does that as well the whole time and clock thing and we keep seeing the video that video terrorist uh, the terrorist video click tick tock tick tock exactly there's, there's even a scene one time when they're having dinner where we see the, an overhead shot of the table of them sitting down with a light and it looks like a face of a clock and things like mm. that and and um so i think they got that well i just think for people who aren't already invested like we are in terms of the overall watchman narrative i don't know that that pilot would have hooked you oh yeah they're definitely <laughs> i feel they're definitely leaning on the fact that the name holds a lot of weight yes for this episode like i said i think it was really ballsy to go with you know this this as a first episode just yes. because it wasn't really you know in a lot of ways it's almost anticlimactic not a lot happens no and then you know the death in the end you feel it but not as much as i would towards the end of the season um no no but you know it's it, i don't know it's just not like for a first episode it feels very comfortable it feels like yes, a mid season yes, yes. episode like a we know we have four or five more seasons guaranteed so <laughs> <laughs> you know but um yeah i don't know because i feel like like you said if it wasn't watchmen it was just a show i don't know if i will watch the second episode i would watch it but i i could wait you know yes exactly exactly but i think this one though does just enough to pique my curiosity to be like okay where are they going Hmm. Let's see, and let's discuss about that curious stuff because I think I think it plays a lot with plays a lot of interesting things. So let's start from the beginning. We do start off with a bit of a prologue that gives us a black and white uh, video that's playing a story about Bass Reeves, a real person, the Black Marshal of Oklahoma, who takes on a corrupt sheriff, which is a bit of foreshadowing as well, right? Maybe you could look at it that way. You know, taking down a corrupt sheriff, depending on how you look at things. He's wearing a hood, which is reminiscent of the very first hero the hood of justice in the watchman comics i wonder if there's a connection there we don't know that as a fact but we find out that uh, he is the he was the first black marshal of o oklahoma which then cuts to 1921 tulsa like you just mentioned that was a real event that actually happened uh, a lot of americans don't know about it which is very very sad it is uh, not I, taught at no <laughs> not at all i only know america's because I was, like nah we don't talk about it <laughs> I was very fascinated with American history, especially the history that they don't tell you. And that's one of the stories I read when I was younger. And it's so interesting that, I mean, I as I grew older, I understand why Americans aren't told this story, and 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 that's why this video, this that story was used for this episode. I think it's to remind people, like, hey, these are things that actually happened. Even though this story in the Watchmen world is told in a parallel universe, there are some similarities, and that's one of them. And there's a boy who had gone to be a character that we. I guess is important throughout the story is watching this video as the raid happens i love that scene with the raid there it's, it's shot really well it's like yeah. oh shit like it's damn. really intense i also yes. just love the transition because you have the black uh what is he deputy sheriff yes yeah so is a marshal 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 yes. all right marshal um you have him capturing the white dude he's like you know what does he say no mob justice today there yes, will be yes. no mob justice today. You can tell the little boy has seen this movie a thousand times. Yes. His mom's playing the piano all panicked. And I felt like just in terms of uh, building tension in a scene, it was done really well. Because yes. at first you're watching this black and white video, you're like, okay, where are we going with this? You're even wondering if you're watching the right show. And <laughs> you're just like, okay. And then, you know, we, the camera pans out. You see the little kid, he's excited. You don't even think twice about him being in the theater by himself, though, for some reason. I just thought he really loved the movie. 
Mm-hmm. And um, But, you know, there's not really any dialogue in the first couple of minutes, and all of us instantly know what's going on. I felt like I kind of had the hint that there was a race riot going on before they ran out of the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the tension was built in the right way. I love the music in the background. And then you go from uh, uh, black... What is it? Deputy Sheriff? Why do I keep forgetting what it's called? Marshall. Ma- Marshall. Yeah. Marshall. Arresting a white dude to uh, just regular Rizzi Army? I don't know. It looks like a military uniform. It's 1921, so it's probably just off of World War One. Okay. So you see, you know, another black veteran just come in with a gun, passing it off to this mother. And you're like, wait, what the hell is happening here? And then they come outside and just this scene of the destruction and and the violence and everything that was going on. I think even though I knew this story, seeing it was very different, you know? Of course, of course. But that's the point, you know? I think think that was the choice to make it impactful, to make that opening sequence impactful. But I will also say with that being said, I feel like other than the very ending with the hanging sequence, that was kind of the most intense part. I kind of... Wish we could have stayed on that intensity a little. Well, except for the chase down, I guess. The uh, even the, also, I, I kind of liked the the interrogation sequence. The interrogation sequence was awesome, actually. Yes, with the, with a with a new Rorschach dude. <laughs> Visually, that was my favorite, and I also loved his costume. That that mask. I love it. Yeah, that <laughs> reflection mask is so fire. And his, like, name, wow, his, his name, his name is dope too. Uh, Looking glass. I know. I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> you got that it. Is awesome. Um, I love. I love this. The moment where the mother's about to fire her gun, and the dad is like, "No." He puts his hand on her gun because he's like, "Let's be smart about this." And then they, because they want to take, they want to escape, but they find out that there's only room for their son to escape, so they put their son in the thing. It's very reminiscent of Superman, right? Your son has to very. Yeah, they put him, away, send him away. The son is put into the box. Wrap I- him in an American flag like a blanket right. that becomes his cape. <laughs> Well, that was the other baby. I guess that other baby was just happened to be on the on the thing because I don't I don't think that was a brother because it was just they just happened to be another baby on the. No, brother, it was just so. another baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The sequence though, the when the, the kid baby. is in the in the box and the bullet holes, oof. Ooh. <laughs> I was gonna say I actually wrote that in my notes. Um, that scene was pretty crazy, but it, it was, was the worst scene. because as as tough as it was to watch, I was like, this was done really well. Yes. You know? Yes. Just the whole sequence and just, you know, the POV from the kid's angle, uh, looking through the bullet hole and seeing those poor men getting dragged, you know, and yes. seeing the bombs hit behind him. And it's just like, oh, this poor kid Oof. had to witness all that. But yep. just timing and sequence wise, it was it was really dope. You're done really, really sad well. to say. And then uh, he's left with, like you mentioned earlier, the baby covered in an American flag watching the town burn in the distance with the note watch over this boy which comes back again later on in the episode which gives us the hints at what happens to the boy later uh we cut to present day uh, was that future the music when it cuts i was like who is this is that future i'm not sure but it was definitely <laughs> trap music and i was just like what because it was kind of jarring for me at first I was like, it was but i think that's by design here. like a jarring transition um, yeah, but it was also crazy because it's a white supremacist listening to yes, trap music. <laughs> which I loved. <laughs> I was just like, poser. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we like, find that's out. messed up. So you listen to the music? Uh, during a routine stop, a police officer is killed by a 7th Calvary member. And um, we learn a few things in this moment. We learn that the police hide their face 
And this, here's some backstory. For those of you who don't know or don't remember, during the Watchmen original comic series, part of the narrative, similar to Marvel's Civil War, is that uh, people who wear masks and stuff, in order to, to keep working, you have to be registered. And it was known as the Keen Act, Keen with a K. And um, I think this is a kind of like a development of that, right? And it's also mentioned coming up, we're going to see it earlier, that, that there was something known as the White Knight, where a whole bunch of police officers were killed. So which led to them realizing that, well, police should, if vigilantes can hide their face, police should hide their faces too, because they have families too. They have identities, which is kind of, it's kind of like I mean, a it big sense. it makes complete sense though. Makes complete sense, yes. Which I also like though, but if police are going to hide their face, you know, we need more security, like they need permission to use their handguns, which I kind of love. That's I cool kind of love that, but I also <laughs> understand the backlash. I feel like that scene kind of takes no sides. Because which as is soon what as I'm you're saying. like, as soon as you're like, yeah, you should have to do all this. You should have to get approval and, you know, be checked before you, you know, assume force. And then you realize why that's not a thing, you know? Well, it also tells you that Americans, at least in a country like America, you get so caught up in all that you don't realize, well, the issue is that you shouldn't have the guns in the first place because there is no good way to have guns, right? Like there's no good answer. Sure to have guns in order to try to find a good answer to find to have guns there'll always be a negative side effect because you have guns yeah, that's, <laughs> which is also at least part of the, i think part of the larger narrative right it's just like either way that police officer would probably got killed because the other guy had a machine gun yeah <laughs> yeah so that's the yeah. thing too machine guns though what are you <laughs> exactly. shooting that's, exactly that's the real question is why as a civilian is it okay to have a machine gun how many animals exactly. are you hunting at once it, which like, is like this is like, well, he thinks he's rambo that's why but, but if, know, he, is, like if he was takes no sides I, I love that and again and it gives us the first first hint that the seventh cavalry a group we find out later on in this universe has kind of been quiet for a while and now they're kind yeah. of coming back um I wonder, I can't remember from the comics, if it's something from the comics, the whole cabbage thing or lettuce thing. I don't know if that's a reference to the comics. I don't think so, but I did kind of love the, you know, the lettuce. It was ironic. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I was carrying lettuce and also a gun. Yeah. (laughs) So I told the truth. Yes. While watching an all-black production of Oklahoma play, uh, the police chief finds out about the shooting, finds out, but the cop isn't dead. He's in a coma. And he doesn't want to tell Sister Knight, even though um, Looking Glass is like, she's going to be pissed. Which we then cut to to Angela, a.k.a. Sister Knight, we find out later. We found out some interesting facts about this world as well. One, we see the map in the background is actually to scale. You know, you, you don't realize the world map as we usually see it is completely off scale to kind of make Europe seem more important and dominant than it actually is. And it makes Africa really tiny. In this one, the map is to scale. You see Africa as big as it actually is and things like that and making Europe seem smaller, which I thought was a nice little touch. Also, we find out that yeah. Vietnam has become a state of America. Um, she was born yeah. in Vietnam. too. She and the in... flag changed. Yes, it's a circular... Where the stars are put, it's not in a square; it's in a circle, and there seems mm-hmm. to be seems to be a lot more stars. So I think there are other countries that have been made yeah, a state other of countries. America, not just. Vietnam. I think Russia too in this, but oh, yeah? I'm not sure. Um, yeah, and crazy enough, it there's there's also like little things where they hint at because now there's a different flag with the circle and all the other stars. You see, when we go to Sister Knight's house 
Angela's house that they have the new flag hanging up mm -hmm. in their house. You know, they're a very diverse house. They're a black couple with uh, mixed kids or adopted kids. I'm not really sure how that works, mm -hmm. but obviously of a different race. And, you know, this is the flag that they have up. But when Angela drives into the trailer park with the yeah, supremacist yep. group, you see all their flags are the flags that we have now. The so traditional American flag, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy because nowadays, if you're driving in a certain area and you see a Confederate flag, and yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah, they're racist, whatever. But it's crazy because in their time, the racist flag or the flag that signifies, you know, um, America. I, don't know for, I guess racism is is our current flag. I was like, wow, all right, I respect <laughs> it. It's good, good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love the moment when she's telling the kids her story about why she retired. As I mentioned earlier, the white knight, the raid, she was shot. She's supposed to be a retired police officer. And that moment when she's just telling the kids the graphic detail, but she's trying to be nice about it. And the teacher's like, um. <laughs> and the teacher's like, uh -oh. mm. <laughs> and, the, and the doctors have to reach inside her stomach. If I was the stomach. teacher, though, I would be panicking too. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, stop. give me the way. The way she tries to like use words like and the doctors reached inside my stomach and they pulled it out because everything couldn't fit inside and i'm just like what <laughs> that's nasty um and then the kid the kid we get another bit of exposition when the kid mentions red which i guess is a is a slang insult for reparations that happened under Pre president redford robert redford in this universe is pre president for 20 years where he's a very liberal president you know, he gave he gave black people reparations, but apparently there's some people who don't like that. And uh, this kid, I guess, is a is a is a child of one of those parents who's complained about it. Um, I like later mm. on the car when her child says that kid's a racist, and she says, "No, he's not racist, but he's off to a good start." I like that line. Yeah, I did like that line. Um, I like that. While driving, we also get another tease of the comics. Something that would probably throw a lot of people off. You're like, "What the fuck is this? It's just raining squid randomly." out of nowhere <laughs> what is this and i kind of like that it doesn't deal in deal like delve into it it's you just understand that this is a norm for them this happens enough that there's protocol for it and there's a cleanup crew she even has i even noticed the second time i watched it she even has like a clean yeah a little thing. yeah a little brush yeah i was like <laughs> like it's that normal to them like <laughs> so nasty you know uh raven do you have any fun facts for the listeners to explain at least in brief what that squid is connected to. So basically, long story short, in the comic books, uh, Adrian Veidt, he is a multimillionaire, whatever. He's the plot or he's the antagonist of the whole comic book. He had this uh, great idea <laughs> to <laughs> unify all of the human race and all of humankind. He was going to find a threat that was... Uh, you know, universal for everyone. So he got a whole team of people from scientists to painters to actors to everything so that they could create this squid monster. And when they made this squid monster that they thought they were making for a movie, this squid monster would be teleported to the heart of New York City. The squid monster would then be killed. When it, when it died, it would set off a psychic charge to wipe out millions of people in new york and uh because nobody knows what the fuck that is uh the whole world is then goes oh my god never again we're terrified we don't want another squid monster we should all be friends and we should all join forces so that 
we never get attacked by another squid. Um, And then because of that, all of the nations around the world were like, yo, we're friends now, and we're all anti-squid monster. Exactly. In a nutshell. And that's it. And it seems to be, again, in the comic book, a, a temporal opening was opened, or a temporal door was opened. And, and well, technically, Ozymandias teleported the octopus from his lab to 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 New York City. But that's what I mean. But either way, using the 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 the, the function of teleportation means you have to open a gateway of some sort, right? Even if it's from yeah. one place and not the other, you're still opening portals. And I think the the this the two things: one, a it's a ramification or a result or a, a, a kind of like a a, a side effect of doing that you know you've broken something so it keeps happening constantly or number two the world doesn't really know that it was adrian they still believe it's from another dimension so somehow the government has to keep it up the lie well that's the thing (laughs) from what i know um actually no no no. so what we actually do know what ends up happening is uh the superhero force which is um well, not really superhero force. I don't think they have the name for it. the Minutemen, sort of, yeah. or the, yeah, the, the minute current man. day, because they're kind of the re- the new Minutemen. Yeah. Either way, you got um, Silk Spectre, uh, Night Owl, and Rorschach all show up to stop Adrian when they realize what happened that it's already happened because he starts showing the news and the news everywhere is broadcasting it. Uh, the three of them, well, two of them decide. And Dr. Manhattan also decide that because the world was actually at peace and Ozymandias uh, achieved what he was trying to achieve, uh, that it was better if they just kept it quiet and didn't say anything to anyone because they felt like if they told anyone, you know, it would end all the peace and everyone would have died for nothing. Rorschach decided that they were all fucking cowards and he marched out and was like, I'm going to tell everybody what he did. And he did write a memoir and he did send it out before Manhattan got to him and literally obliterated him. So Rorschach's dead and nobody knows, but his journal did get out. And when it was posted, it was posted in a right wing newspaper, which mm-hmm. makes sense as to why the uh, there would be a white supremacist group based around yes. Rorschach. In fact, even in the interrogation scene later on, um, one of the questions is, do you believe that the squid something is a government cover up, something along those lines? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know. So I think it, it can go either way. We'll see where, where it ends up going. It's this elaborate government cover up. Like how, if it is, how are they doing it? It's it's a lot yeah, of work because basically the journal's <laughs> out, but no one believes it it's was true, right yeah. except for small cultish groups. Well, and also, and I mean, we, apparently in this universe. We also see a, a newspaper article that people believe White is dead. Uh, when she gets home, Angela find, is told by her husband that uh, she got a page because apparently this universe they still use pages, not cell phones. Interesting. Apparently, there's no internet in this universe. Yes, yes. So that's interesting. We're still uh, on pagers, but we have flying <laughs> cars. So I guess yeah. you got to trade one for the other. We don't have flying cars. We have the internet. Uh, um, also, their cars are also run on batteries. So they're yeah. better than us. It has gives it that weird, cool sound. Uh, she goes to a hideout, and on her way to a hideout, which is at a store that hasn't opened yet, some old man is like, you think I could lift 200 pounds? Very ominous. I'm like, hmm, that's not going to come back. The police have a meeting 
which the manifesto is, is, is we hear the manifesto by the seventh Calvary saying that they're back and everything like that. We find out that they and have part been away. of it is Warshak's uh, original uh, quote yes. and speech from the original comic. The original comic actually starts with a speech from Rorschach yes. saying their carcasses will spill over in the streets and they'll yell. What is it? They'll yell, help us. Help us. And we'll reply. Whisper. No. no. Oh, yeah, and we'll whisper. No. no. Yep. Yeah, but that's only part of it. They definitely added a lot more, but oh, it's yeah, part of it. Twist, to twist it to be themselves. Yeah, um, of course. The police chief tells them, hey, okay, we've got to round these people up at all costs. Uh, Sister Knight was like, I'm a step ahead of you. I already got a guy in my trunk. Um, I love the scene there where everyone's just like, Panda is like, uh. And Panda's like, we can't release all the guns. <laughs> and everyone's like, uh. <laughs> and I love this guy just in the Panda outfit. I just love that he's Panda. I know. He's <laughs> the best. Yeah. He's in a Panda mask. Yeah. But he's probably uh, wearing a mask to protect himself from the other officers. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the thing is, you know what? In a situation like that where somebody has to be the one that makes the rules for who gets the guns, you need someone who's like that there. Because what's yeah. the point of having that role if someone if someone needs to be yeah, exactly. anal about that kind of stuff, you know? So in the good situations, it's good to have someone like that. Yeah. So uh, Sister Knight, she's already knew what her boss was going to do. So she has a guy who gets interrogated in the in the room, aka the pod, by um, Looking Glass, which I thought was pretty cool. I wonder how they shot those scenes. You know, looking straight at him, but you don't see the camera. Obviously, some CGI involved. Yeah, exactly. It was cool. really well done, though. Yes. Um, with some extra motivation by Sister Knight, she just beats the shit out of him in that room, man. She's like, all oh, nice to him. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Takes him to the room, just like, you just hear the blood. <laughs> like, damn. Uh, we yep. find she out. She got an answer, she, though. Yeah, she got an answer. The cattle ranch. So we go to the cattle ranch. Uh, the Seventh Cavalry, for, for Those reasons poor unknown. cows. Wow. I was Those like, you can't cow. even use that meat. BFG against the cow. Cows will always lose. Very inventive scene, though. You know, I, I haven't it's seen a very like well before. done scene, like yeah. ducking behind cows for cover. That's a first hey. for me. Sorry, cows, me or you, I'm du- ducking behind you. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, the Seventh Cavalry, I mean, for reasons we don't already dead, right? For reasons we don't so. yet know, we're removing batteries from watches and collecting those. We don't know why yet. Um, that could be interesting, maybe. But and there again, is an overall theme of clocks and time. Yes. Exactly, clocks and watches. Like in at time. least in every other scene, there's a clock somehow. Yep, um, and the chance to try and escape in a plane, we find out that the police have either it's Night Owl's ship or it's a ship that looks like Night Owl's ship. Either way, it's another homage to the original comics and the original story. The ship now the police well, have the a ship theory that's like is a... that now the police those are their those are their like cars. Yes, Some well that's what I'm saying. We've only we've only seen they one. Have access so it's like, to them. Is there only one or do they have more than one? I don't know. We haven't seen more than yeah, one right? just yet. Yeah. Um, though, again, this gives my started my hint in hindsight as to the Judd not being the man he says he is. Because he tries extra hard to take down that plane, even at the risk of his his plane uh, being destroyed. Because the woman's like, this too high, it's too high. And he's really trying. He's really trying to take down the plane at all costs. Uh, True. So, yeah, so it gave me kind of hints. Uh, meanwhile, we cut to the castle at the man who is not Adrian Vite writing a play, The Watchmaker's Son, when he's brought a celebratory anniversary cake and a gift by his not-robot servants. They are clearly robots. How do you not know that's a horseshoe? Like He's like, here you go, sir. <laughs> I was like, they need some reprogramming ASAP. I was also like, it was so weird with the leg massage. 
Yeah, right? I just I thought she was giving Your a hand job. Your thighs are extra raw today. I was like, <laughs> she giving him a hand job? Can I tell you? If she was giving him a hand job, I would be more comfortable. I feel like the leg massage is weirder. It made it worse <laughs> that it was a thigh. Like, it was right? disturbing me because I was like, so she just rubbing your flaccid, like, this is just... <laughs> A thigh, a raw thigh, and a flaccid old man dick next to yeah. it. It's just, it's just like he's just calmly just typing away. Tick, 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 tick. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> and I instantly thought she's got to be a robot, <laughs> right? Um, for those but I was who also don't know, like, maybe, maybe she just you know makes enough money for that. For those who are suspecting, that is clearly Adrian Veidt, aka Ozymandias. Even the color scheme, the purple. You know, it's it's the it's, cake in fact, too. He's perfectly, the cake, the cake as well. was purple and yellow that they made for him. Yeah, it's his old costume him. colors. For those who don't know, Ozymandias Adrian is the guy that Raven spoke about earlier that had the bright idea to cause a, a, a worldwide event to bring the world together. He was the one. He was one of the heroes originally. Um, that's just a little tease until we get go to Angela's house. We get a bit of exposition. The kids are naming their presidents, and that's where you get the confirmation that Robert Redford was a president. That's a cool way to give exposition. He still yeah. is. Yes, he still is. Twenty years in their time. Um, yeah. We also get because the song. Apparently, on- Nixon broke the chain and ran and was and was elected for three terms. So I guess something happened where you got unlimited terms or whatever. With three ended up being the limit, <laughs> but right. that's how uh, good old Redford became president. I love that it's Robert Redford, though. I also like the fact that you have a very liberal president that's hated. It's almost kind of that Obama thing, you know, like. Because I'm both like, <laughs> Blame very Obama. Liberal. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, we have the song Unforgettable played, which is also used in the comic and the, mo- the movie. So, no callback. Uh, I love the scene where Judd is taking the coke and he thinks no one noticed. His wife noticed mm-hmm. and Angela noticed. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like, that's the funny thing is, like, when people are on drugs and you go back to the family dinner table on Thanksgiving, whatever, Sunday, everyone knows. Like, you're suddenly <laughs> sniffling. Like, you weren't sick 10 minutes ago, five minutes right. ago. Now you're back. You're all excited. You keep sniffling, <laughs> you know? It's like, there's very obvious uh, hints here. You're singing yeah. now. Right. Not not you just know? singing, but really singing. Like, I was watching it with my wife, and she's like, wow, he's going in. I was like, yeah, the character's on coke. And she's like, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, so obvious. Like, you literally came back singing. <laughs> and again, this is good. We get we get our second hint, and again, it's, there's no confirmation. But I say that Judd was corrupt when he he talks about the play. He talks about it being Black Oklahoma specifically. He uses those words, and she's like, "Hey, you can't call it Black Oklahoma," you know. And then he's even his wife even says, "Oh, you were mad about how they played it. You played the lead character before." You know, I feel like he felt some kind of way about watching Oklahoma being pl- played by Black people, but he's been hiding True. that kind of distaste inside him. I almost feel like he might be like a double agent. Hundred percent. I think he's definitely in charge. He's definitely the one that's. He's the bad guy. He's a bad guy. You know. See, but I think he might be a good bad good guy. No, I think he's a straight bad guy. That's pretending <laughs> to be good. Because again, I think it mirrors. But if that you look actor at the... is always a villain, so I feel like yeah. he's he probably is a villain again. <laughs> well, he's we'll, we'll get to. We're, we're coming up to that. And I think I'll, I'll elaborate why I think he's definitely the bad guy. Because uh, Judd gets a phone call. And well, before that, Angela tells him, hey, I'm worried about these guys' plans. They collected a whole bunch of batteries. And he's like, to do what with batteries? Once again, this is why I don't believe him, because he's trying to distract her away. Like, oh, what are you talking about? Psh, I don't know about these batteries. He gets a phone call saying that the police officer woke up from the coma. Again, he's trying to cover himself up, because everyone that was involved in the initial thing is getting taken out. And anyway, he says he's going to go meet him. He says, I'm going to take a, a, a 
some cups with me, but he doesn't. Why doesn't he take some cups with him for protection? On his way. That's to, what I thought was weird. Like, so you leave all those cops at your house, right? Because no he's trying to do some shit there? by himself. Because he's trying to do some so shit by weird. himself. That's why. And uh, he gets ambushed. Cut to while while during a don't stop. I'm a close sexy time. Angela gets a phone call. She must have been pissed. <laughs> <laughs> like she was like, God, do you see how she pick up the phone? God I damn was it! Pissed what? for her. I was like, that looks like a good night. <laughs> right. <laughs> She gets a call from someone who tells her to meet up, and he's like, you know, he's like, don't wear the mask. I know who you are. All that bullshit. Meet me at this place. And I love her reaction, you know, when she <laughs> sees her husband. Bullshit. When when she goes into her bed, grabs a shotgun from the bedboard. I was like, yeah, dope. She's ready. Gives a gun to her husband, who's like, what's going on? And she's just like, watch the street. If anybody pulls up other than me, fucking shoot them in the porch. And he's just like, okay. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I was like, yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, she knows what happens. This has happened to her before. But at first, I was like, "What is she doing?" I thought she was laying back down, like, "Let's finish." Fuck that. <laughs> at first, I was like, "Damn, she don't give a fuck." And then I was like, "Wow, that's genius. No one thinks yep. that." Yep, she was ready, and that's a real thing. I've seen it in like YouTube videos of having this kind of bo- headboards with the weapon inside it. That's actually a thing you can have. Um, yeah. She arrives at the location to find Judd dead hanging from a tree with the old man we saw earlier holding the note watch over this boy which alludes that that old man is the young boy and here's why i think judd was bad the opening of the episode opens with uh, uh, the marshal taking down a corrupt sheriff that was the beginning and the boy is watching that and i think that that's a separate story of the of this guy taking down corrupt people and i think judd is corrupt i think judd was involved with the seventh uh, 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 cavalry, it could have been who killed him too, the yes, guy in the wheelchair, because he did ask, "Do you yeah, think I has... could lift two hundred pounds?" Exactly, exactly. That's what I think. I, I, I think mean, Judd. Maybe I that's think the illusion. Yes, I think Judd was corrupt. I think Judd was going to the police place to kill the police officer. That's why he also made every expense to kill anyone that talked or could have talked. You know, he went out of his way to really hard, almost killing himself to take out the other plane. I think he is involved. I think he was the one. Again, I think the opening scene was was foreshadowing, saying there are corrupt. Who watches the Watchmen, eh? Who watches the Watchmen? True. He's the only one walking around, like showing his face, like yeah, I can do whatever I want. I'm not scared to show my face. Yeah, that's the and weird that's thing what, too. I'm like, why is it okay for you to walk around and show your face? Yeah. Like, because why do you that, think you're protected unless he probably has he a is. deal under the table? Yes, because he leads the Seventh Cavalry, so they won't touch him, and he leads the police, so they won't touch him. So he can walk around like. Like he's nothing. Like nothing will touch him. Um, any questions yeah. after this episode, though? Because obviously it's an episodic show. Where do, where do we go next? Like first episode, like you just said, for the next episode, was it that black guy who ca- who killed Judd? How did he do it? He's in a wheelchair. He's an old man. Can he lift two hundred pounds? These are the questions. Yeah. You know. You know. What is the Seventh Cavalry's plan? What do they intend to do? We don't know. What is Adrian yeah. Veidt's plan? Well, yeah. In the next episode. He does claim there's a like little clip where Will Reeves, the guy in the wheelchair, says, I killed him. <laughs> like, I mm-hmm. killed him and I hung him up. And yeah. Angela's character is responding, no, you couldn't have. Like, So apparently he did do it. Hmm. No, we'll see. I we'll believe him. See. Yes. Also, we get a little hint. Enough in this time world, planning something. In this world, there's a live stream of, of Dr. Manhattan on Mars doing some stuff, building things. People can look at the stream. Uh, some people believe that that's a fake stream by the government because 
just to make people feel secure that Manhattan is around close by in case we need to help. But people don't know where he's gone. And if people didn't know, if people knew that as a truth, the public would probably uh, uh, panic because of that. Because he's the only one with the actual powers. You know, uh, mm, if, if this old true. man can lift 200 pounds, does this old man have powers of some sort? Maybe. I don't know. I don't be know. Interesting. But I do like the political angle. I like the idea that there's one line where uh, Judd says to Looking Glass, pull down your face. You look at so it's this idea that yeah. The irony of wearing a mask means that you show your true face. True. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm. yeah. What do you think of some of the costumes? I love the costumes. Angela's yeah. costume is badass. Yeah, Sister Knight. So dope, Sister Knight. Love it. Yeah, sister. Um, I, I like that. Obviously, we love. What's his name? Mirror. Looking glass. Looking glass. Looking glass. Yes. Yes. I also like I like the I like the Russian dude Red Scare. He like Yeah, I was gonna say I wanna like, know what <laughs> He's just wearing like a sweatsuit, he doesn't care. I feel like he looks like a rogue <laughs> like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> like his like evil twin brother. <laughs> right, right. And there's that other woman, um, I don't know her name. The other woman with the kind of she's some, she dope. Was on the ship. I don't know her name either, but yeah, I love yeah. her costume. Yeah, I like her look. I think they do a good job of like making a modern day costume that isn't corny but still seems like regular people attainable. You know, because mm-hmm. you see some costumes in shows and movies, and you're like, where the fuck did you make that? And it's like somebody <laughs> that doesn't know shit about being a superhero just got powers. And right. you're like, okay, so you just know how to make breathable, amazing neoprene suits? Like, what? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. So no, this makes contextual sense. I do like that these these costumes seem believable. Like, somebody could make them at home or, you know, cosplay almost, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. a really good cosplay, but not so fake to where it becomes fantasy um this episode was directed by uh director nicole castle a female director who worked on castle rock westworld uh the americans raven the leftovers vinyl whole bunches of suits the killing and i think she did a great job whole I think it was bunch directed... of dark stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> this is very true i think she did a They're very like, good job i think this was shot perfect. really well this is directed really well yeah it was like, shot beautifully stood out shot beautifully directed really well and uh trent trent reznor of the nine inch nails did the score and i love the score it was a very the interesting score, score. Awesome. It, 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 you could see it was very trent reznor as well like it also uh, um helped kind of put you in this this world that is watchmen it felt very much like a parallel universe a universe yes yes ours but just different yes. enough you know no i think so i think the score really lent lent to that um anything else you want to add any and actually, there's a, a fun fact. There's a phrase when the commissioner was was given the meeting. I I botched this up. When they all kind of repeated it, it was "case custodiet espos custodes," which is Latin uh, from the Roman poet Juvenal, uh, and it loosely translates as "Who will guard the <laughs> Juvenile, no, not juvenile. <laughs> juvenile. Ju- juvenile. Uh, it roughly <laughs> translates as "Who will guard the guards themselves?" or who will watch the Watchmen? Uh, which I thought was a nice, interesting Easter egg. Um, anything else to add to this? Oh, we forgot the blood drop. That was another Easter egg. The blood dropping on the badge, kind of like when comedian was killed, and the blood on his badge, the smiley face. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Same In fact, it's similar. almost it's almost treated. Now I it's want similar. both pins. All right. Because I, I have very, the happy face pin. And it's very similar narratively, where it's like, okay, the kickoff of the narrative is to investigating a death of someone. Right. Mm-hmm. If you put the commission, you put Judd as the comedian. Is his death, you know, type thing. 
Um, yeah. Any questions or anything you have to say before we close out or going to the next? Are you gonna watch the next episode? Are you? Are you should we yeah. review the next episode? Are we gonna review it? Are we coming back? I don't know. Maybe like every three episodes. Yeah. Because I feel like because of the like the pace. Well, I think like, let's I don't do this. Know let's what's gonna happen. Let's see. Let's watch the next episode and see how it ends. And then up we'll and decide see, based we'll decide, on the yeah, next episode. We'll, we'll decide. Yes. Because if it's yes. like one of those shows that are slowly wait, making its way to a climax. Yes. I don't know if it's best if we do every episode. You know, but we'll see. Yeah, no, I agree. See I what agree. Next, we'll see. Next we'll week see. Un- unfolds. Um, what so do you guys next think? Next week is just gonna be all like crazy. Maybe there's right. gonna be a thousand things to talk about in one episode. In which case, we have to do it now. Right, this is very true. Let us know what you guys think. Would you rather us uh, do group reviews where we do batch episodes at once or do individual episodes? Let us know. Or wait till you watch the episode and then tweet at us at the Nerdy Bunch and let us know. We'd like <laughs> to interact with you guys. But any other thoughts on this on this episode or the series as a whole or expectations, let us know your thoughts. Find us at the Nerdy Bunch on social media and interact with us. We'd like to know what you guys are thinking. Uh, thank you, Raven, as always. Thank you. Uh, my name is English Dave. This has been a review of the very first episode of the new Watchmen series. And as always, Raven, keep it nerdy. Peace.